Welcome to the CBIA BizCast. I'm your host, Allie Warshavsky, and today on our podcast, we are speaking with the president and CEO of Mohegan Gaming and Entertainment, Ray Pino. The first sports bet in Connecticut was right here in September, so we are going to dive into that. Ray, welcome to the podcast. Allie, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Now, you are a Mohegan tribal member. What does it mean to you to take on this role and be leading this casino in the gaming and entertainment? Well, first, it's an honor and a privilege that the tribe entrusted me to lead this organization on their behalf. Um, This is a family business, and it's my family as well. And, you know, the tribe likes to talk about 13 generations of the past and 13 generations to come. And it's, you know, a hefty burden to make sure that I'm protecting those generations to come, uh, not only for my family, but for all the families of the tribe. So I'm honored to be given this opportunity, um, but obviously take it with great weight that uh, it's a big burden to make sure that we're protecting and building this organization for uh, generations to come. You know, what was your journey to become CEO? You've been with Mohian for a long time. Yeah, it, it has been a long time. You know, I actually started my career in uh, banking and finance, um, became a lawyer many, many moons ago. Um, was very fortunate that the tribe had an opening um, 21 years ago for an attorney. Um, my mother actually called me and said there was an opening, so I came and applied. I actually spoke with the chairman of the tribe at the time, and they um, they made me an offer, so I joined the organization. I've been very fortunate over that time in that 21 years. They've given me an opportunity to um, advance my career. So my first four years was with the tribe as an in-house legal counsel. Um, after that, they moved me down to the casino. Um, it was working in the legal department overseeing legal and, and uh, supply chain management, and over the years since that time, they've given me opportunities to advance. Um, I've spent time as four years as general manager of uh, the Mohegan Sun, Connecticut property, um, and then most recently gave me this. Uh, you know, Again, I want to go back to what I originally said. It's an honor and privilege that they've given it to me. They've given me tremendous opportunities to move forward. So you know, I just feel blessed to be in this position I am. And I'm sure they didn't really give it to you. You earned it. I mean, that's a, a long time to put in and, and work hard. And um, you became or you started to take on the CEO role in 2021. Of course, we've got COVID-19 going on. And you run a place and manage a place that relies on people to be in a big group setting and eat and drink. You know, what challenges did you face and what have you learned from those challenges? You know, it, it, obviously it all started in 2020, which is the year before I actually took over. And for the first time in the history of the organization, we actually had to close down. We had to close down all of our properties. Um, it was something we had actually never done. Um, none of our properties had ever actually closed for, for any period of time at all. So it was a challenge to begin with to close down all of our properties, the big properties with a lot of team members, a lot of things going on. And we had to very quickly shut down. Um, we did that. We did it very efficiently, and the team did a great job. We had to secure the buildings. We had to make sure that uh, you know we were turning off lights where we can, and uh, making sure that the building was secure and safe. We did that. You know, shortly after, some of our properties were able to reopen. That was a challenge. We hadn't reopened many of our properties in 20 years, um, so we had to relearn opening. But again, through the efforts and the experience of our team, we were able to do it very efficiently. Um, and since that time, it's kind of been some hills and valleys along the way. So COVID came, it was subsiding, it came again, it subsided again, it came again. Um, we've been through many troughs and many hills along the way. I would say that I'm, I'm uh, honored to work with a very experienced team with uh, a lot of experience and, and a lot of years in the gaming and resort business. Um, we've taken those challenges that they've come. 
I will tell you, though, it was 20 years of working in gaming and resort business that things constantly change in this business, and we've become very good at adapting and moving quickly and thinking quickly, and you need a good team to make it happen. No one person could ever accomplish what we were able to do over the last two years, which have been a challenge. And we've had to rethink about our business, you know, COVID, masks, uh, vaccines, um, temperatures, uh, you know, simple colds start looking like COVID and how do you deal with that? And um, you had team members who were contracting COVID and how do you deal with that? And, you know, we've been very flexible over the time. We've made sure that we think about the guest experience and the team member experience all along the way. And I think when we focus on those two things, it's paid us dividends in the long run and prepares us for the future. Now, pre-COVID, do you have an estimate of how many workers you had here? Uh, I don't have the number in front of me. I will mm-hmm. tell you that um, pre-COVID into today, um, every team member that worked here over time was offered an opportunity to come back and work. Not everybody did. Um, they either found other jobs, moved on, or just didn't want to come back. Some retired. You know, they call it the great resignation. I've read articles. It's really the great retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the stock market did so phenomenally well over that time that many people chose to just retire. Um, so I'm very proud of the fact that we offered everybody an opportunity to come back, offered them a job to be reemployed at Mohegan Sun. Not all of them took it. Um, I will say that, you know, we continue to be challenged in some areas for bringing team members back. There is a shortage of labor. Um, the unemployment rate is below 4% again. Um, but I will tell you what's most proud is that the team members that we have here, despite the fact that we're challenged with filling some positions, our guest service scores continue to increase, and the service that we deliver our guests is getting better and better every day, and that's a testament to the hard work and effort of the team we have here. I heard the retirement wave known, is known as the silver tsunami. We just learned that uh, term about two weeks ago, so I guess you guys um, experienced the silver tsunami and then, of course, this labor shortage. Have you had to do anything different to recruit employees? Um, you know, we've always been very focused on finding the right employees. So we're in a guest service business, and we're in business about delivering that great experience to guests. And we need to find people that are have it in their DNA to want to deliver great guest service. And I tell team members all the time, and I used to do orientation when I was GM of Mohegan Sun, that if that's not in your DNA, then this just isn't the right organization. And everybody needs to find the right organization for them. So we've always spent a lot of time on finding the right people. Um, we've, um, kept our recruiting efforts the same. We kind of do some unique things like group interviews and kind of, um, shadowing people to see how they react. Cause you really want to get their real personality to understand how they're going to interact with guests. And you can get that more in group settings than you can on individual one-on-one interviews. So, you know, obviously we've had to go out to, um, more papers and, and different areas on where to recruit from, but on who we recruit, we haven't really changed on who we are. Okay. And have you had to adjust? Like, I know a lot of businesses are increasing payroll or offering incentives to their employees. We have. Um, so, you, as you know, Connecticut minimum wage has been scheduled mm-hmm. to increase every year, every 13 months, actually, or 11 months. I, I take that back. Um, and we've been following that. We actually exceeded that. Uh, we moved our minimum wage above the Connecticut minimum wage. Um, So we did in certain positions, particularly several months back, and I believe Connecticut is still running a few, have some incentives in certain positions. Mm -hmm. Um, Cooks, amazingly, um, Cooks is in very, very short order these days. Mm. I'm not sure why. Um, I guess there's less people cooking, but in certain areas we have offered uh, a sign-on. I wouldn't call them sign-on bonuses. It's stay bonuses, so you have to be here for a period of time to earn Mm -hmm. them. But we certainly want to bring people into those positions and, and encourage them to take on those careers. And stay, of course. That makes your job easier if, if you're retaining employees. What has it been like to bring back the customer here? Because 
I'm sure you had that line out the door the first day you reopened of those diehards, couldn't wait. But then to get that consumer confidence back for the rest of Connecticut and Rhode Island and surrounding areas to come on in and kind of get back to normal and hit those slot machines. You know, when we first came back, bringing guests back was about safety. Everybody was worried about mm-hmm. safety. Everybody was wor- worried about their health, you know, the masks. And, and we spent millions of dollars on making sure that the property was safe, was clean, um, and that we were taking the proper measures to protect people from, cl- from, uh, from COVID. We have very high ceilings here. We implemented cleaning solutions inside our air handlers. We increased the amount of air intake and outtake that we were doing. So we actually circulate the air in here quicker than any building possibly can. We opened it up. Now, that cost us money to do that, but it created a safe environment for people. So we focused on making sure when people came here, they felt safe, they felt secure. You know, we went through all the cleaning measures to make sure that we had the staff on hand to make sure that they were feeling clean. We were providing hand sanitizers, masks, and and other measures to make sure when people came here, they felt this was a safe environment for them. Um, So now sports betting. This is so exciting um, that it's here in Connecticut, but I'm sure this has been in the works for you guys for years. I'm sure this is not something that just came knocking at your door in September. What was the process like to decide how to regulate sports betting here in Connecticut? So regulating sports betting was actually not something that I was involved in. I will Mm -hmm. tell you, if you go back in history when PASPA was overturned, which was the federal legislation that banned sports wagering, and you looked at prognosticators saying which states were going to be the first to pass sports wagering, New Jersey, of course, was at the top because they were the one challenging the law. Connecticut was in the top five. Mm We didn't make it. <laughs> um, you know, there were many stops and stops between the legislature. Really, you know, getting sports wagering passed and iGaming passed was a government-to-government relationship between our government, the Mashantucket government, and the state of Connecticut. And I would say that I'm very proud of the work that they did to, pull, to bring this all together. We're very f- happy to be offering sports wagering now. It's a great amenity to offer our guests. Really excited about the sports book that we have down there now, as well as offering mobile sports wagering now as well. And what is the partnership with FanDuel? How does that work? Um, Well, FanDuel is our platform provider. Um, You know, we had uh, entered into discussions with them, obviously, a while back because we uh, launched in September with them. Um, We work with them collaboratively on offering the digital gaming as well as the sports book here. You can see that our sports book is branded the Mohegan Sun FanDuel Sportsbook. It's one of their largest they have in the entire United States. Um, so we're excited about the partnership we have. They are the largest sportsbook provider in the United States. Um, they're also a conglomerate out of, out of uh, Europe. So they have a lot of experience in sports wagering. They bring a lot of knowledge. Um, they obviously bring a, a, um, a, a base of customers already with them because they had the fantasy sports beforehand. Um, so I think bringing these two great organizations together was a tremendous success for both of us. And you've been partnering with them, but you did just celebrate a big opening of the sports book, 11,000 square feet, I believe. That was, was that Super Bowl weekend that you celebrated the opening? Or is that two different events? So we had two events. Okay. So we did have a Super Bowl event. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a Super Bowl event where the property was open. There were still some amenities that were actually missing in the sports book, although we did promote that we had our sports book open for Super Bowl, and it was sold out. Obviously, it's a Super Bowl. It's one of the largest betting days of the year. Mm-hmm. It was sold out. We actually, this past weekend, actually just had our grand opening because we were able to get those amenities. One of the things that was missing, quite honestly, is um, k- kitchen service directly in the sports book. Okay. We had to complete that. Um, you know, supply chain issues is not short on anybody's list of uh, issues to be concerned with. Getting everything on time was, was a little challenging, given the supply chain issues, but we were able to get them. We had some, you know, super, some sports stars here. We had Michael Buffer here as the MC. 
um, and had a really exciting um, grand opening event on the 5th. And obviously, this weekend is the Big East tournament and Mm -hmm. the conference tournaments. And next weekend is March Madness. Um, Believe it or not, what people may not know is while the Super Bowl may be the single biggest betting day of the year, March Madness is actually the single biggest betting event of the year because you have to think about it. It's over a four to five week period, not the one day. I believe it. I see my bracket crumble every <laughs> year. Take UConn. They're going all the way. I, we hope so um, in both brackets too. So that's a, this is the perfect time for this to all have come together and be open. Um, you know, that's a big accomplishment. But what's next? You know, we can talk about here in Connecticut, but also overseas. You got you're opening um, on a place, and I just asked, and I, I'm forgetting the country already. But um, you're opening Korea. Is it Korea? It is Korea. It's Korea. All right. So we're not ready to open yet. So um, first of all, Niagara. We're already in Niagara, so we're in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, those properties, quite honestly, were actually closed for 16 months. Mm-hmm. Um, they reopened for about five and then had to close for another month. They're reopened again, so hopefully they're on the right track moving forward, and, and Canada has a very high vaccination rate, and their um, COVID positivity rate is going down significantly, so we're very hopeful that that continues on that track, and we're really mm-hmm. excited about those properties, but we're building in Korea. Um, so we're about 25% in the ground complete in Korea. Um, we were just talking about this today. We are building a building the size of Mohegan Sun all at once, whereas Mohegan Sun was built in four phases. Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty big undertaking. Um, we are targeting the fourth quarter of 2023 for our opening. We'll have three hotels. We'll have the casino. We'll have dining. We'll have shopping. We'll have convention center. We'll have an arena. Um, so yeah. we're really excited about it. And, you know, we're obviously knee-deep in that, and our whole team is involved in making sure we pull that off successfully. And then what about here in Connecticut? You know, there's always something new you guys are introducing or um, maybe a new event. I'm sure concerts are finally coming back, so I'm sure you have a whole summer lineup of those. But what's new here in Connecticut or what can, what will be new, I should say? What is coming here in Connecticut? Well, you know, we're constantly changing at all of our properties, and Connecticut's no different than any, other of our, any of our other properties. You know, we work with a tribe out in Washington State, um, Elon A., the Cowlitz tribe, and we're building a hotel out there with them. Obviously, it's their hotel, and we're helping build that. Um, here, we just introduced Tau just over a year ago, right, yep. which has been a great addition to the property and really excited about that. We're always constantly looking to evolve and add new things. I mean, we have to be cautious on what we're looking to do. You know, the tribe has announced that they have a preliminary agreement to uh, purchase the Preston property across the river mm-hmm. um, if, if and when, I should say when, the state gets that cleaned up. And we have some plans on how we can develop that property and uh, create a symbiotic relationship between that property over there and drive guests over there that will also come here to this side of the property. Um, but Jeff and his team are always looking for new opportunities, looking for ways to um, enhance the building here and add new product. Um, I don't have anything to announce for you today, but I can tell you that Jeff is definitely working on some exciting things that will continue to evolve Mohegan Sun and make it um, an attraction for all our guests. And um, concerts are back, right? Your entertainment is back. There's really no more holdups on that. People can look at the schedule and expect to be able to come in and, and put COVID behind them. So interesting enough, um, we actually received an award during um, the, the, the COVID breaks for Innovative of the Year. We actually kept our arena going okay. while the COVID was going on because we held basketball here, mm-hmm. no fans. Um, we held boxing here and MMA, no fans. But we had probably more events than any other arena in the world during COVID with no fans because these events were continuing to go on. We are back. Um, arena is back. Arena is back in, in, in full force. Um, we have full fledged, and, and in fact, my daughter 
Um, Justin Bieber is coming. It's her favorite oh, uh, yeah. performer. Yep. Um, so she'll be going to see Justin Bieber. So <laughs> the list of A-list entertainers and, and classic yeah. rock stars and alternative music, they're lining up now. Country music is always a popular mm-hmm. one here, and we have tons of country music coming um, along with your classic rock bands, your alternative bands. Uh, yeah, so look at the look at the schedule. There's something for everybody, and it's back in full force and, and many sellouts that are coming along. I have seen Maroon 5 here more times than I want to admit um, while something is being recorded. <laughs> so it's great to know that things are back. And last question for you before we wrap this up. You know, as a business leader, if another business leader or someone who aspires to be one is listening to us, you know, what advice would you give them or something that you've learned along the way that you think makes you an effective and successful leader? Listen, you know, I get off the, asked that question a lot and, and, you know, some of it is, is luck sometimes, right? But I would say nothing is ever going to replace hard work. Let's start there. You have to work hard. You have to sit and be willing to um, put in the effort. You have to be willing to put in the time and you have to be willing to do what anybody else will do. So no job is ever ab- above me. You know, when I walk around this property, you may see me pricking up papers off the ground because we want to continue to see it uh, look great. Building relationships. Right? So whether it's with your boss, whether it's with your peers, whether it's with your subordinates, you need to build those relationships so people will trust and rely upon you and come to you and have that open door so they'll speak to you. Um, and I would say third, be willing to hire people that are smarter than you. I came into this business um, 21 years ago. I came into the casino 17 years ago, and they put me over supply chain management and gaming. I knew zero about gaming. I was an attorney, and I could lead the legal department. <laughs> I understood the law. Um, I was very fortunate that I um, was put over a person who had 25 years of supply chain management experience and a person with 27 years of gaming experience. I wasn't looking to replace them. I wasn't looking to learn everything that they knew. I was looking to, one, first get knowledge from them and learn what they knew, and two, offer my opinion on things so we collaborated on things and come to a conclusion where we work together on what was best for the organization. So I've never been threatened by somebody who knows more about something than I do in a particular field. I actually rely upon that because I think it helps me look better because I'm relying on people that really know a lot. I love that piece of advice. Well, thank you for making the time in your busy day to speak with us. We really enjoyed this. Allie, thanks for having me on. Hopefully I'll have a chance to speak again. Yes, we'll have to uh, catch up with you, and especially when something new comes Hopefully we'll be the first to know. But thank you for listening to the CBIA BizCast. You can catch more of our episodes on Apple, on YouTube, and, of course, at CBIA.com.